I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. China seems to be caught between the devil and the deep sea. Last month, we told you about the protests that took place in Beijing due to the country's strict zero COVID policy. But recently, after the government took a U-turn on its decision, things are actually much worse in China. As the government lifted some of the COVID-mandated curbs, China witnessed a wave of COVID infections. Reportedly on Sunday, the country recorded 8,838 positive tests. However, locals claim that this number understates the true scale of cases because centralized testing, which is the only method of detecting new infections, has been discontinued by the government. For almost three years, China made an attempt to safeguard its large population from the worst of the pandemic. Xi Jinping even referred to it as the quote-unquote "people's war," a national battle to conquer an unknown nemesis. But Chinese citizens are anything but safe from COVID. It appears that the reopening can actually jeopardize their lives. Remember how chaotic the second wave was in India? Hospitals were packed, health workers were understaffed, people were desperate to find resources to treat their loved ones. Well, reports suggest that China is actually going through a similar situation now. While government officials are downplaying the risks, reports say that healthcare workers are overburdened trying to meet the demands for medical care. According to a Bloomberg report, hospitals in a few Chinese cities like Guangzhou, Wuhan, and Shijiazhuang have confirmed shortage of staff as a result of employees falling sick. The situation is so bad that some hospitals are even halting non-COVID treatments. Airfinity, which is a British health risk analysis company, has also predicted that China relaxing its zero COVID policy could actually impact up to 2.1 million people. Simply put. Health experts feel that China's U-turn came too quickly and with little to no preparation to face the consequences. The current state is aggravated by the fact that, as per reports, only 40% of those over the age of 80 have received booster shots. Although the government has issued a new vaccination campaign aimed specifically at the elderly, obviously it's a time-consuming process, and the country doesn't have the luxury of time as the virus spreads. China has also shown its unwillingness to import foreign vaccines. And the efficacy of its homegrown vaccines is raising some serious doubts. And it's not just China that's suffering, but the rest of the world will also face the drastic effects of China's reopening. According to S&P Global's most recent energy outlook report, China's overall energy demand is predicted to rise by the equivalent of 3.3 million barrels of oil per day next year, up from essentially no growth in 2022. Additionally, as noted by the Economic Times, John Waldron, the president of Goldman Sachs, predicts that China's road to recovery may be a bumpy one. It's obvious that the Xi government has to tread with great caution regarding their coronavirus strategies, as further missteps could lead to economic impacts and political instability in the country. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology. Business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbury, and I'm taking over from Farine for a few days. And this is the deep dive for 14th December 2022. From the crypto king to now a disgraced CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried's life will surely become the plot of a Hollywood movie very soon. Any pitches on who will get the lead role? Think about that. But anyway, if you've been following the news, then you already know that SPF was arrested in the Bahamas on 12th December. 
after prosecutors in the US filed criminal charges against him. It's understood that these charges include conspiracy, wire fraud and money laundering. Now, usually white collar fraud cases take a long time to prosecute, but this got to be one of the swiftest moves, right? And that's why people are finding the timing of the arrest to be a bit odd, especially because SBF is supposed to remotely testify before Congress on 13th November, and he got arrested just one day before that. Ideally, had he testified under oath, then it would definitely add more weight to the charges. But then we can't be so sure about the integrities of the case. So now, once he's extradited to the US, he also faces a set of charges slapped by the US Securities and Exchange Commission or the SEC. Just hours after his arrest, in a tweet, the SEC clarified that they authorized separate charges relating to the violations of securities laws. And he's also facing investigations in the Bahamas simultaneously, where FTX, the crypto exchange firm founded by SPF, is headquartered. Now, all this comes around a month after FTX had filed for bankruptcy. A whole lot of details have come out since on how funds amounting to $8 billion were mishandled and misused. We've also covered some of that in a few of the previous episodes of The Signal Daily. The links to those episodes are on the show notes. In case you missed them, do check them out. Now, FTX's downfall has obviously invited scrutiny into the world of crypto, both legal and otherwise. Binance, the world's largest crypto trading venue led by Shangpang Zhao or CZ, is also facing the heat. I mean, firstly, CZ is desperately trying to look like the good guy after FTX went down and, you know, trying to show that Binance is transparent. To that effect, the crypto firm released the proof of reserves report earlier on 7th December. But investors are not exactly satisfied. This audit is basically a way to ensure that a platform has enough assets to cover all of its client balances. However, according to reports, the so-called audit doesn't give information about the effectiveness of the company's internal financial reporting controls. Apart from that, Binance is also under investigation by the US Justice Department and the Internal Revenue Service. The probe has been going on since 2018 and it has to do with Binance's compliance or rather non-compliance with US anti-money laundering laws. Reportedly, the allegations are that illicit funds amounting to $10 billion were processed by Binance, but then there haven't been any formal accusations of wrongdoing. Except the thing is that three different DOJ offices are involved in this probe. The Money Laundering and Asset Recovery Section, the US Attorney's Office for the Western District of Washington, and the National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team. And according to a Reuters report, between the three of them, they can't make up their mind on the charges. And that's obviously causing a delay. So now that we're all caught up with the latest developments, we thought it'd be great to have Roshni Nair, the executive editor of The Signal, join us in this episode. When it comes to crypto news, Roshni is pretty much our go-to person. So we asked her to decode these big developments in the crypto sector and basically tell us what it means for the credibility of crypto firms. She also talks about how amid all this scrutiny, certain crypto exchanges like Coinbase are coming off as the more reliable ones. Over to Roshni. So as you mentioned about Binance uh, sharing its proof of reserves, the thing about proof of reserve is it's like showing only the asset side of your balance sheet. Mm, when you ideally should be also sharing your proof of liabilities and the liquidity, which is essentially the reserve to liability ratio. One of the very few companies that does this is Coinbase. So it publishes its um, the, uh, reserve to liability ratio and 
also the proof of reserve and liability, not just on its own, but also audited by a third party. Mm, it's a publicly traded company and it is the most regulatory, uh, regulator-friendly company, in fact, in the crypto sector. I mean, you know, they have gone the whole nine yards to be to to kind of adhere to everything from a New York issued bit license, which is one of the most expensive and prohibitive uh, licenses to procure in terms of cost. Um, they also comply with the U.S. Bank Secrecy Act and the Patriot Act and you name it. Um, as a publicly traded company, Coinbase um, shares not only its proof of reserves and liabilities, but it also gets them audited by third parties. A critical aspect of Coinbase being a public company and adhering with all the regulations in the US anyway, is that um, because it is so centralized, interestingly, which goes against the ethos of the blockchain and the cryptocurrency community, is that it publishes a transparency report every year where it shares figures as to how many law enforcement agencies and even countries have asked for you know, background information and wallet information um, of its users. So I think these are factors that may perhaps um, in the event that things do not go very well for Binance because of the DOJ investigation could work in Coinbase's favor. But then again, it's a company that has in the past been accused of insider trading and front running. So we have to see how everything pans out. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written, researched and produced by me, Shorbury and Manaswini. Mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Thank you.